You can open your Bibles today to the book of Jeremiah. I'm actually going to start in a, a, a verse in, from Isaiah. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, when I was uh, 10 or 11 years old, right through there, my parents bought the property that we now, that Lindsay and I live on, and it is, we call it the ranch, so it's, it's my dad's ranch, and he has about 100 acres now. He didn't at the time. He had 40, but he's kind of uh, bought more over the year, over the last 20, uh, 25 years or so, 26 years, and uh, built a home and developed it. When we purchased it, it was just a big rice farm. It was 85 acres, and we bought half, and our neighbor bought half, and it was just, it was an old rice farm, and, and uh, they ran cattle on it and grew rice on it. It's right off of Highway 365 over in LaBelle, if some of you have been there. And so one of the things that we did was we started, you know, building roads and building up uh, digging ponds and building up pads for the houses and the barns and all those things and just started developing the property. It was a wonderful experience. I learned a lot. But um, at 10 and 11 years old, one of the things that we would do is I would take a group of my friends. My dad would drive us out to the property and we would camp out just swim in the lake and get in trouble and uh, do all kinds of things that boys at 11 years old used to do. I know we don't do it anymore. Like I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, my son's 10, my nephew's uh, about to be 11, or no, my nephew's 11, Randy's about to be 11, and I, I sit here and think, would I go drop them out, off? I'm not sure that I would. I'm, I'm starting to question my parents' My father's parenting skills is his judgment. But, you know, I mean, how do you know we, you, you grew up in a different world than it is today? It's, it's okay. But he would just drop us off, like, you know, Friday afternoon, and he'd come get us Saturday evening sometime, whenever. Man, we just had so much fun, and we'd take our BB guns and, you know, shoot anything that was moving, and, uh, and sometimes that was each other, and that's, a, that's another message for another day. But, man, we'd just have a lot of fun. But one of our favorite games, and as we were building the house there, that we'd play was when it got really dark. And I'm not talking about city dark. You know, y'all know what I mean when I say city dark? Like there's still a lot of light and you can see. I'm talking about country dark. Pastor Dino, you know what I'm talking about? Like where there's no lights anywhere around and it is pitch black. We would go out in the moonlight and play hide and go seek. Anybody play hide and go seek growing up? What a great game. What a great game. Some, everyone hides, one person is going to go seeking, and you've got to go find all the people. And literally, my favorite place to hide, you know, everybody's like hiding in the bushes, you know, climbing the tree, you know, hiding on the tractor. No, no, no. My favorite thing to do, can I tell you, was to go right out in the middle of the yard. I'm talking about 30 feet from home base, and just lay down flat on the ground and just watch as the seeker would go searching all over the place and you see people running through the dark and you get glimpses here and and everybody's trying to make it to home base and though, so the fun for me was how long could I last right there in plain sight without them seeing me or without me laughing it's my favorite thing to do hide and go seek you, you, you know what I found I found that in my walk with God it's like a never-ending game of hide and seek. And I'm the seeker, and God is the hider. And in my life, I spend day after day trying to find God. You say, well, why is God hiding all the time? Well, this is what the prophet Isaiah said in, in, in Isaiah chapter 45. He said, truly, 
You are a God who hides himself. Have you ever experienced it? You just, you just look up and you're like, man, God, I had you last week. We were like close. I was seeing you. I was feeling you. And all of a sudden this week, I can't find you anymore. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. L- looking and searching for God, just spending my life seeking. And yet this is what God does. He hides himself for us to go seek him. It's interesting. There's another verse in Scripture that, that talks about it is the glory of God to hide a thing, and it is to the glory of man to search it out, right? And so there's this, there's this, we think God is like messing with us, and you know, sometimes I really do, I wonder, is God like sitting there, like laughing at me the whole time? Like, like I used to laugh at the people looking for me, and I'm like 30 feet away, and I wonder if God is in my life, and I'm close but I'm not looking in the right place. And so God, God is just like smiling, like how long is he going to look in the wrong place? But it is to the glory of man that we search a thing out. Well, in this instance, what is that thing? That thing is God. It's our relationship with him. It's, his, it's an encounter with him. It's our life spent with him. And so I can't give up on the hiding and on the seeking. I can't stop searching for God, even though He hides Himself. He, he is hiding so that we might find Him. The whole point of the game is to be found. I mean, listen, there's a few people that that love to hide so good that they're never found again. But there is also some thrill when you get found out and there's that sprint to home base. You remember that? I was never fast. And so I had to get a good head start. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Like, when you weren't fast like me, is anybody just not fast? You're just staring at me this morning. It's okay. I'm going to have a good time. Like, I was just not fast. And so I, all my friends were always faster than I was. So when I knew that they were close enough, they were going to have to find me. I didn't let them find me. I took off running in, in before they could catch me to get back to home base. I just feel like this, this, this search for God, this continual seeking is actually what God is looking for. If He wanted you to seek Him and find Him one time, then He would never hide again. But, he, but Isaiah said, you truly are the God who hides Himself. Meaning you hide yourself and we find you and you go hide again and we find you and you go hide again and we find you. This is the process. The good news is this. If you're here today, and it feels like you're struggling to find God. You don't know where He is. You've been looking and you haven't found Him. You've been crying out to God, where are you? But He's not responding. I want to give you some encouragement today. Here's what Jeremiah said in Jeremiah chapter 29. You will seek me, and good news, you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. What a great promise from God. You'll seek me, and you'll find me. Yes, he is a God who hides himself, but he's also a God who loves to be found. Are you seeking? I want to talk to you for just a minute today. What do we do when God is hiding? What do we do? Father, I thank you for your presence that's here today. I thank you for loving us, and God, even now, I thank you for hiding from us and yet promising that we can still find you. Lord, I pray that in this moment today, you would give us a heart 
to seek you, a heart to search you out, a heart to keep coming and keep looking and keep searching, believing that you have something great for us if we could just get a hold of you. So God, as, as, as we speak today, let my words not be mere words of man's wisdom, but lace them with the power of the Holy Spirit and the demonstration of your Son, Jesus. Move on our hearts and in our lives today. And Father, as we close this service in a few moments, Lord, as I share the word that you've placed in my spirit to speak prophetically over these people, God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would move and that it would resonate in the spirit of every person present here, every person listening online, every person listening to the podcast, God. Do something wonderful in our midst. In Jesus' name we pray. And the people said? Amen. Amen. What do we do? What do we do when God is hiding? How do we find Him? The first question is, if we're trying to find God, if we're seeking for God, the first question is this. Are you really seeking Him? I don't mean like, well, you know, I prayed before lunch the other day. No, I mean like, are you really seeking God? Because there's a lot of people who say they're looking for God. They say they're seeking God, but they're really not. They're living their life their way. They don't think, of their, they don't think about God for, uh, until it's Sunday to roll around again. And the only question we're asking about God is, God, do I need to go to church on Sunday? That's it. Beyond that, we're living life our way and we're not really seeking We're not really looking. Are you really, and are you looking in the right places? When uh, years ago, 2015, um, and you've heard me tell stories from this trip, but uh, we took our family to uh, Yellowstone, which if you ever get a chance to go to Yellowstone, I highly recommend it. So relaxing, so wonderful, so incredibly beautiful, such a different world than we live in every day. I highly recommend it. We had a blast. And one of the great things that you do when you go to Yellowstone, and, and, I, and I know from our city life this seems a little crazy, but what you do is you go look for grizzly bears. I know that seems counterintuitive, like, wait a minute, you want me to go look for a grizzly bear? Yes, you go look for grizzly, grizzly bears. Well, we were staying in our RV, and we're right in this little town called West Yellowstone, which is right outside of the gates of the park. And, and so we're staying there, and it's maybe, you know, it's maybe a mile from, from our RV to the park. And every now and then, grizzly bears come down out of Yellowstone and into the city of West Yellowstone. They just come walking down the street. It's like 1,200, 1,500-pound animal, all furry, with teeth and huge paws, just comes walking down the street. And you hear of these stories, and when you go into Yellowstone, in, in West Yellowstone, they're telling you, like, you know, keep your eyes open if your kids are out. It's, it's very safe. Keep your kids playing. But if you see people running, run. Like, don't ask questions. Don't, don't go and look and say, what are they running from? No. If you see people running, you run. When you get to a safe place, you stop and you say, why are we running? This is, this is the thing. But it doesn't happen very often. But the bears have no need to really just come down into West Yellowstone. From their perspective, it's dangerous to come into town. So unless they're really hungry and struggling to find food, they don't often do it. Sometimes there are curious bears, which they will often uh, remove them and take them to other parts uh, of the park. So they don't want the bears coming into town. Well, if we're here to see bears and, and get that little bit of excitement and, and adrenaline from, from seeing a grizzly bear that's three times your size... and We're not going to have a whole lot of luck sitting outside our RV 
grilling a hamburger. Now, this is a wonderful experience. You know, we're, we're laughing and we're talking and we're grilling burgers, but we're not going to find bears at the RV. What we had to actually do was get in the car, drive into the park, and you start driving around in these different locations that they tell you where there often are bears, and you drive down these roads, and you sit and you look, and you get your binoculars out, and you go seeking out the bears. I've found in my life that there are occasions when God comes and finds me. When he comes to where I am and he snaps me out of a situation and he snaps me out of whatever I'm doing and he gets my attention and he reveals himself to me and says, here I am. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I wasn't even looking. But most of the time, when I see God, when I find God, when I get that closeness to God, it happens because I went seeking him. It doesn't mean that God never comes walking through the town of my life. And shows up on my front porch. But most of the time, it's because I went and searched for God. He said, when you seek me, you will find me. Are you really seeking God? Are you really looking for God? And are you looking in the right places? There are, there are some places you can look in to find God. If you haven't found him in your life, let me give you four quick ones. And we can see these from the life of Jesus. Where would you find Jesus? Number one, you find Jesus in the temple. If you're watching online right now, or maybe you're here and you, this is your first time, you haven't been here in a while, you've gotten disconnected, I understand, I'm not here to judge you, but I'm telling you, if you're looking for Jesus, you find Him in the temple. You go to the house of God, you go to church, you'll often find Jesus there. Now I recognize that there are some churches where Jesus is nowhere to be found. Anybody ever been to one of those churches? If you say triumph, I'm going to be really upset with you. You go, you go to these churches and, and Jesus is just nowhere to be found, but that's not the case here. Because in this place, you find God, you, see, you feel His presence, you know that He's here. And if you can find Him nowhere else in your life, I'm going to tell you, come and worship with us. You'll have a chance to find Jesus. The second place you could find Jesus was uh, you, you could find Jesus in small groups. You'd find him at dinner at people's houses. You want to know? You go into a city. You want to know where Jesus is? Find out where the house is that has it going on, where they're serving some food, and Jesus was probably there. And they give Christians a bad rap because we go to church and then we eat, but that's what Jesus did a lot of. Matter of fact, Jesus liked to eat so much he multiplied the food. And he didn't just multiply it and make sure everybody had enough. He said, guys, we're going to have 12 baskets left over to take some with us. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to have leftovers. You often find Jesus at people's homes gathered around the dinner table. Here's what else Jesus said. If any two or three of you gather in my name, there I will be in your midst. If you're struggling to find Jesus, don't go searching alone. Find yourself in a small group with some other people who are looking for God and searching for the Holy Spirit and, and looking for His direction in their lives. And that's one of the things that small groups is all about, which you know, we'll be signing up for here in just a, uh, a few more weeks. If, you're, if you would like to lead a small group, I want to encourage you to do that. So, Pastor Renan, I want to make a difference in someone's life. Good. Lead a small group and you never know how, how many people you might be leading to find Jesus. They've been searching and looking and seeking 
And it might be for you, you say, well, Pastor Renan, I need to find Jesus. Good, I do too. Lead a small group, and while you go on search, say, hey, this is, this is what we're doing in our group. What are we going to do? We're going we're gonna to basket weave and search for Jesus while we weave. I don't know what you do. Have some fun and search for Jesus. And along the way, you know what you'll find? When two or three gather in his name, you'll look up and you'll start to find Jesus. The Bible says that we should repent our sins to one another, that we might be healed. When we come to each other in relationships, not only do we find Jesus, but we find healing. I want to encourage you, jump in, get involved in our small groups, lead a small group, take a step of faith, take a risk, join up, get connected with somebody, because together, wherever you are, Jesus promised to show up. Can I get an amen this morning? Number three, you can often find Jesus helping the hurting. You can find Him ministering to people. You can find Him outdoing the work of God in the streets. You can find Him among the sinners. You can find find Him witnessing to people. So if you can't find God anywhere else, go find some people who are in need of God and start ministering to them, start telling them about Jesus, start sharing the love of God of them, and you'll be surprised at how fast God shows up. Because Jesus said, the Son of Man came to seek and to save those which are lost. So where is Jesus? Jesus is out seeking. He is out looking. He is out pulling. So, would, well, how does that work? The Holy Spirit pulls on our hearts. Go, if you go find them, God's already been working on them. He's already been, he's, when you go find someone and you start serving and you start saying, look, I, I want to make a difference in your life. You know what? You don't have to use those words to them. Just start doing it. God's going to show up with you. And you're going to start to feel God. You're going to start to feel Him as you do what He's called you to do in the first place. What was the old, was it, was it Chariots of Fire, the old movie, where, where the guy was running? And he said, but when I run, I feel God. Because in his life, when he was doing what he was called to do, he felt God. When we're out helping hurting people, which is what we're all called to do, you will find God. Number four, and this is what our 21 days is all about, is, is you find him in prayer. You find him in prayer. Uh, Jesus often separated himself from the group. He, he left the disciples. He left the crowds. He went away from the noise. And you say, well, you know, that was easy for Jesus to do. You think so? They were shouting his name and trying to make him king. If you were being honest, and all of a sudden... Everyone around you started gathering around, and there was a crowd of 20,000. And they were shouting your name and saying, we want to make you king. We want, to make, we want you to live in a palace. We want you to have everything you've ever dreamed of. We want, we want, you, we want you to be at the top of the chain in, in, in our country, in our nation, in our world. How many of you would struggle to say no to that? You are lying right now in the church. Every, I, I'm telling you, it ain't... How many of you ladies watched Meghan Markle or whatever her name is marry the prince and were like, that ain't, that ain't a bad decision there, Meghan. That's a, that's a pretty good call. I know a bunch of y'all were up all night. My wife ain't sitting right there. She's in Needleton right now. But I'm going to tell you right now, she was up 2 o'clock in the morning watching the wedding. Why? Because there's, there's a draw to that. Your needs, the, your, the needs of your family are taken care of forever. You know, that pulled on Jesus, and yet Jesus left all of that and said, disciples, y'all take care of this. 
The Bible says at one point he, he slipped through the crowd. He mysteriously, somehow supernaturally, got through a crowd that was thronging him. There was no way through, and yet Jesus slipped through. Why? Because he had to go to the quiet place. He couldn't let the troubles of his life pull him down. He couldn't even let the praises of the people get him distracted. He had to go to the quiet place. He had to go to prayer. He had to go seek the Father. Before he went to the cross, what did he do? He went to his knees in the garden and he prayed. If you're going through a difficult time right now, find a quiet place. If your times are good and everybody's singing your praises, slip away and find your quiet place. If you're somewhere in the middle, slip away and find your quiet place. Here's what Jesus, his actual instructions were in Matthew chapter 6. He said, but when you pray, go away by yourself. Notice this. There is a time for corporate prayer, and we do it. Every, every Monday through Friday, I, well, during our 21 days, we've got one week left. We've got people gathering from all of our campus, and truthfully, this thing is spread. And there are people from all over the nation that, that, are, that are watching and viewing and praying with us. And it's a wonderful time of corporate prayer. So at 1221, we have a, a Facebook group, and we jump on live, and one of our pastors leads prayer. We're having a wonderful time. And I want to encourage you to do that with us. Join the group, Pray 21. If you're not a part, you can grab your phone right now and send us uh, a request, and you will be approved. We want you in. But it's a closed group, and we're praying together, and we're lifting up needs, and we're celebrating praise reports, and, and we're learning to pray. We've been praying through the Lord's Prayer and using that as a model. It's one of my favorite models of prayer. And you say, well, why is that one of your favorite models of prayer? Well, a couple of reasons. First of all, Jesus, when they said, Lord, teach us how to pray, it's what Jesus said. So I think it's a great place to start. But it's not the only model for prayer. There are others. But the second is this. My whole family knows the Lord's Prayer. My kids know the Lord's Prayer. So it's a great way to teach my kids to pray. So what we do, we gather together, and we each take one of the statements in the Lord's Prayer, and we say the statement, and then we pray that part of the prayer, and we expound on it. And I'm teaching my kids to pray. The third reason is this, and why, and why the disciples asked the question, they said, Lord, teach us to pray, is because they all came from a culture of prayer. Jews prayed in the morning, and they prayed in the evening, and they prayed at lunch. They prayed all the time. Um, they came from a culture of prayer, but something about Jesus' prayer was different. It was laced with relationship. They could feel the power when Jesus prayed. There was something special on Jesus' prayer. And so I want that on my life, and I want that on my kids' life. I don't want, I don't want to pray dead prayers. I don't want to pray lifeless prayers, but I want my prayer time with God to be full of energy and life and excitement and hope and future and answers. That's what I want. So we pray that prayer. And that's what we've been doing the last two weeks. This week, I'm actually going to give you a new model um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I just want to mix it up a little bit. And two, I want to give you something. Uh, so if you'll join me tomorrow at 1221, I'll go through it really quickly. Another model of prayer that I really enjoy. I haven't used it in a long time, but I have been here recently. And I just it's, it's really giving some, adding some energy to my prayer life, some uh, mixing up the routine just a little bit, if you will. So that's Monday through Friday, Pray 21. But we go on. So Jesus said, so there's a, there's a time to pray together. But if you're always praying with other people, you're missing a part of your relationship. You're missing something in your relationship. In, in my relationship with my wife, we love being around people. But there is a piece of our relationship that says, no, the kids are staying home tonight. No, we're not going out with someone else tonight. It's me 
and you, and we're going to go to dinner, we're going to go to a movie, or we're going to go to do something, whatever. It's not so much about what we do, but it's about being together. And if you miss that, you're missing a part of your relationship. And the same is true with God. Remember, we're the bride of Christ. And so if you're not spending time with God on your own, you are missing something. So he said, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. And watch what happens. When you do that, then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. Now, I love this because Jesus is he's teaching us a principle of life. And he's teaching it right in the face of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And what they would literally do is stand on the street corner with their big hats and their perfect clothes. And they would say the perfect prayer out loud because they wanted the world to see them pray. They wanted the world to see how many thou arts and King James Version language they could use if they had a King James Version in Hebrew. And they would say it perfectly with the right accent and the depth in their voice. You ever hear those people pray? And they just pray so deep. And the Lord said, and God the Father. I'm like, I don't even pray. I'm like, you know, I'm all country. I'm like, what up, God? You know, <laughs> how you doing this morning, Lord? You know, literally, I woke up this morning and I was like, Holy Spirit, good to be with you today. Like, I, didn't, I was too tired to put the H in there, just with you. You know, just, you know, just Lord, you know, this is me. That's how I approach God, but not them. And, you know... Uh, you know, I, 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 I've always wanted, like, if I was going to be a preacher, I need a deep voice. And the Lord just didn't give me a deep voice. So you get what you get. Huh? You know, my wife always says to my kids, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. This is it. But they would stand up on the street corner because their prayer was all about a show. It was not about coming to Jesus. And they wanted the reward that people gave them. They wanted more followers. They wanted more recognition. They wanted more power because the better prayer I could pray, the more people would follow me, the more I could lead you in your life, the more I had power over you, the more you would come and listen to me speak, and the more I could tell you what to do. They wanted that reward, and Jesus said, forget about all that reward. Go to the Father in private and just pray. You don't have to be perfect at it. Just have a conversation with your Father. You don't, have to, you, you don't have to know all the scripture. You don't have to know all the perfect ways to pray. Just go talk to God. And when you seek Him, you will find Him. And then here's what. You don't have to wait on the reward of people. Because our Father, who sees everything, will, will reward you. What's the first thing He's going to reward you with? He's going to reward you with His presence. He's going to show up. He's going to be with you. He's going to answer prayers. He's going to give you the, the direction that you've needed going to reward you in your life in prayer so i would encourage you we got one week left of our 21 days of prayer and feasting why 21 days because in 21 days we're trying to create a habit in our life we're trying to create a lifestyle of prayer not just something we do here or there but 21 days of prayer let me keep moving here Notice what he said. Let's go back to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13. He said, you will seek me and find me when you seek me. Notice this, with all your heart. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. So my first question is, are you seeking him? But the second question is this, are you seeking with all of your heart? I don't know how your kids are, but this is my kids. When I tell them to go find something, Go into my office and get this. 
Go into my room and find that. How many of your kids go to the door? scan the room one time and come back to you don't even say they couldn't find it just sit down any parents have kids like this they just sit on there like I'm like like 10 minutes later I'm like where's the item I was looking for oh I couldn't find it I know it's there I didn't see it I mean, Dad, I, I went and looked. Did you really go look? Dad, I went and looked. Yeah, but did you really go look? I mean, I went in the room and I looked around. Okay, Randy, if I go to that room, y'all know the conversation? If I go to the room and I take you to where I said it was and it's there, you're going to be in big trouble. Why? Because my kids don't want to go look for it play Fortnite or they want to watch TV or they want to watch Netflix or they want to take a nap or they want to finish eating. They want to do whatever they're doing and they don't really want to go seek with all of their heart. They don't really want to go search. So they do as little as possible and then when it doesn't happen, they go back to living life their way. Can you see where I'm going with this? We go, they go back to living life their way and when I come back to them and say, where is it? And they're like, I don't know. And isn't that sometimes what we do also? We make one Attempt at a prayer really quick as we doze off to sleep. Lord Jesus, I love you. I would sure like to find you in my life. Gone. And then you come back to church and the, and the pastor's preaching a message about finding God. Searching for God with all of your heart. And you're saying, I did look. I mean, I prayed and I didn't feel anything. That's because you were half asleep when you started the prayer. How about we give God the best of our time, not the last of our time? So we, we search with all of our heart. But this is an interesting thing that, 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 that Jeremiah is speaking here, that, that God is speaking through the prophet Jeremiah. Because these people were scattered abroad. They were off in and they were in, in slavery and they were in bondage and they had been in captured in, in exile. They were not living in their homeland. They were busy trying to survive. They were just trying to live. They were just trying to eat. And yet, God says, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Well, God, I don't, I'm so busy trying to survive that I don't have enough heart left to seek you. And I don't know if you've ever felt that way or not. Life can beat us up so badly it can get so busy and we, we feel like we're behind all the time and we're just chasing and chasing and chasing and every day we can never look ahead because we're just trying to catch up and we say pastor i don't have any heart left to find god there's just nothing left there's there's nothing in there well can i back you up to, to chapter 24 because when when god said you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. He had already said in chapter 24, verse 7, I will give them a heart to know me. Here's what, here's what I want to say to you. He said, Pastor, I don't have enough heart left. I don't have anything left to go seek God. I, there's just nothing in there. Can I say this? You're here today. You're watching online. You're listening to the podcast. 
you thought that was you, but what that really was, was God stirring a little something in you. That was God pulling on you just a little bit because he already put the heart in you. He put it in you. And so now you're seeking. You came today seeking. Maybe you didn't even know what you were seeking or why you were seeking. You just thought you were coming to church so you can get your fix and go home. But God put that heart in you and he's pulling on you. I, I remember um, I remember playing and, and be sitting there and, and, and I, when, I, when I would be right in the open 30 feet from people looking for me and everybody else is found and everybody at the base is there and they're looking for me and they're searching everywhere and I don't know if you remember this when you had that really great hiding place where you could see the seeker but they couldn't see you and as you would look, they would start to give up. And they would, you could see it in their body language. At first they were running around and they were looking, and now they're just kind of at a slow walk. and Their shoulders are slumping. And they start saying things like, I don't know where you are. I can't find you. I'm just going to have to give up. And yet, you don't give up. But they keep, they're, they're wanting to, they're right on that edge. And so as, as the person hiding, it would be about that time that I would make a little noise. Hey, hey, not too much. But the moment they heard that noise, I don't know if you remember this, their whole body would stand up. They would start looking around. They would start looking in that direction. I hear, I, I know it's coming. I know you're over here. Now they start talking to you, right? Like, I know you're over here. I don't see you yet, but I know you're in here somewhere. I heard you. I heard a noise and I know it was you. And all of a sudden, that energy comes back in. Why? Because they just heard a noise. I believe that this 21 days of prayer, in this time, don't give up. And, and if you're here and you're, and you're just about at that place where you're, you're, you're not sure, you're, you're thinking, I, I, I've been seeking, Pastor Ryan, I've been trying, but I haven't been able to find God. And yet this morning, God sent me to make a little noise. He sent me to say to you, don't give up, He's real close. Don't give up. You're looking in the right direction. Don't give up. He's right there with you. Don't give up. His promise is that when you seek Him with all of your heart, He will be found by you. You're really close. I love when in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, and we, we spoke on these verses a few weeks ago. He talks about how that when anyone turns to Jesus, the veil is removed. What does that show us? That God was closer than we thought all, all along. And, and, and here's what I want to speak over your life. One of the great moments is, is when, the, when the seeker couldn't find me. And I had dropped hints and they still couldn't find me. I loved that moment where I would stand up and go, here I am. I've just been feeling in my spirit that there are people in this church, people watching online, you've been seeking, you just, you're about ready to give up, but guess what? Don't stop because God's about to end your life. When you go to your prayer closet this week, he's going to go, here I am. Here I am. How many of you like a here I am moment with God this week? God, we need you, to, we need you in our life. We need you to say, here I am. We need you to show yourself. We need you to reveal yourself. We need to find you today, God. We need you to find us. God, we've been searching. We've been seeking believing for here I am moments father I pray that you would give every person in this room a heart to seek you a heart to search you out a heart to keep looking 
Lord, as we've been chasing life and trying to keep up, Lord, may something in us pull us to, to keep looking for you, to know that your promise says that you will be found by us. Lord, when the enemy is saying, you'll never find God. He doesn't love you and he doesn't care about you. He is there for everyone else. He's not there for you. But God, your word says that when we seek you with all of our heart, we will find you. Lord, I am declaring this week that in our prayer time and our walk with you as we find you at chur our church service, as we find you in small groups, as we find you doing our, our, the work that you've called us to do, as we find you as we're, we're serving on the dream team and making a difference on Sundays, Lord, as we find you, as we get into our prayer time, we will find you and you're going to have those moments, God. And I just speak them over the lives of your people. I, I say it prophetically right now. Some here I am moments are coming in our lives. I thank you for it right now. In the name of Jesus, amen.